What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bikini Things. You got your girl, Laura, here in the home studio recording another episode. I'm back in prep, you guys. I got some momentum, and we're going to absolutely crush it this year. Sounds right. So what we're going to be talking about today are seven signs. Sorry, I had to, I had to do a double count there seven signs that you are ready to start a prep. So way back when, and I've done several episodes on this topic before, but way back in, I believe episode two or three of the very first season was on this topic. And that was a little bit more general. That was more from a mental, emotional perspective, a little bit physical, but mostly are you in a place in life where you can start prep? So what we're going to do today is we're going to dive a little deeper So let's get right into it. The first thing that we need to factor in is how much weight do we actually have to lose? And this is something that maybe maybe I'll share on social media. There is a good way to kind of ballpark a weight, at least for bikini, for wellness as well, but that's going to definitely vary a little bit more with how much muscle mass you have on your frame based on your height. But in general, you want to approximate what your stage weight is going to be. Keep in mind for women's divisions, bikini, wellness, etc. no one is going to weigh you on show day. No one cares what you weigh. It is only about how you look. However, having that weight in mind is a great target and gives you a way to game plan and understand how much time you truly need to diet. So as a good ballpark, we do not want to have to drop more than 30 pounds in one prep. If you have more than 30 pounds to lose, it is unlikely that you can accomplish this in a 12 to 20 week prep, regardless of whether you are natural or enhanced. If you have more than 30 pounds to lose, likely that what that requires, and some coaches will call it a prep, but truly it is not. It is not a, a complete dieting phase. You likely need to do multiple cycles of both cutting and reverse dieting or maintaining where you're at to prevent metabolism damage to get yourself all the way there. And also physically too, to get yourself physically there. We cannot eat nothing. And as bikini competitors, we do at times get as low as, you know, 800, 700, 1000 calories in a prep. I'm not necessarily talking me personally, but that happens and that's really commonplace. So you can't eat nothing. And if you've got more than 30 pounds to lose, that's not a hard and fast rule, but that's a good sign that you need to spend more time going through phases of cutting, reverse dieting, bringing the calories back up, continuing to get leaner. So that way you're not losing too much muscle and that way you can actually bring a competitive look to the stage. The next thing that you need to keep in mind We want balanced hormones. And by that, I don't just mean estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. I also mean thyroid hormones. So if our thyroid or our male-female sex hormones are out of whack or a combination of them are out of balance, it is very unlikely that your body is going to respond in a positive way to a dieting phase. Outside of that, things like low testosterone, low progesterone, high estrogen are not only linked with lack of energy, lack of strength in the gym, difficulty building muscle, but they also are like, are typically associated with anxiety, depression, mood disturbances. So it is going to be very challenging if you're in a spot like that, where number one, your body is not wanting to build or maintain muscle. And you're already potentially in a place where you're being affected mentally by your hormones to continue to 
go into a dieting phase where you're only going to deplete these hormones more, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster. So it is so, so imperative that whether, again, you are natural or enhanced, you need to get blood work before you start preps, at the end of a competition prep, potentially throughout an off-season, depending on what that off-season looks like. You need to know where your body is at. And if you don't know what to get in terms of blood work, that should be something you can discuss with a coach. If a coach cannot help you with that, you need to get a different coach. Any coach worth their fees should be able to go over with you what blood work is needed, when to do it, and what it might mean for you when you do get those results back. If there is something that comes back in your blood work that's off, if it's very drastic, you may want to reconsider your prep timeline. It's, and that's, that's going to vary widely, but we need balanced hormones. So to expect our best result on stage, we need to be starting from a healthy place physically. The next one that we want to consider, we should have good energy most days, both in and out of the gym. In general, if you're low on energy, if you don't feel strong in the gym, if you're just kind of eking through each day, just kind of making it through with really poor energy, Again, this, this kind of hints back at blood work, but it could be something going on. It, it doesn't necessarily mean your hormones are out of whack, but you could potentially be anemic. That can cause a lot of fatigue. You could have something more extreme as well going on. So making sure that you've got that good energy, that's a sign that you're ready to go into a prep. And if there's something significant going on, definitely go seek out a medical professional. Make sure you are taking good care of yourself. The next one here that we need to consider Minimal cardio while still maintaining your weight. Minimal, that's a vague term, right? So what does that potentially mean? My own personal preference is if someone is doing, you know, probably the limit that I would allow a client to do or I'd want a client to do prior to starting a prep, um, that cutoff for me is you know, 30 minutes, maybe 30 minutes daily, most days out of the week. In my mind, that is too much cardio to be starting a prep at to get the best outcome. If I have my choice, if a client is doing that much cardio, I would prefer to hold them in a little off season or pre prep or reverse diet, whatever you want to call it, and back the cardio off gradually. Cardio is a tool in your toolbox to initiate body weight loss, fat loss, And if you're already doing a significant amount of it before the prep, it is only going to increase. That cardio is your baseline amount. So if you're doing 30 minutes of cardio five days a week, that means your baseline to start your prep is 150 minutes of cardio per week. That is a lot, you guys. And it's very easy to get up up in that territory of two hours plus, which I've, I've never had to take a client there. However, you hear that all the time. Two, three hours of cardio a day, you hear that. I I just don't think that anyone can possibly be their best with that much cardio. So you really want to be mindful about how much you're doing prior to starting a prep. And keep in mind, too, the more you're doing, the more muscle tissue you're likely to lose in the process. So being really smart about not only where the cardio is, you know, and a, part, a piece that factors into this as well is the food, right? So you need to be eating enough. Those two things kind of go together. So you don't want to be doing too much cardio. You don't want to be eating too little going into a prep. You need room to diet. I have had clients that come to me. They want to start a prep. Everything looks great. Cardio is in a good spot. Their body composition is a good spot. 
And when I talk to them about what they're eating, they're eating maybe 1,000 to 1,200 calories a day. And I'll say, nope, I can't start you in a prep. We need to spend some time just making sure your metabolism is going to be responsive and we need to bump your food up gradually. So if, if you're in that situation, understand that there's a reason why a coach would give you that feedback. The next piece that you really got to consider when you want to when you want to think about being ready for a prep is the available time to be at the gym for hours every single day. I'm talking 7 days a week. I'm not saying 5 days a week, 6 days a week. By the end of a prep, you need to have time to be in the gym for hours a day every single day no matter what. So that is a that is a huge thing to consider. If we've got a family, if we've got a husband, got kids, if you've got a full-time job, These are all things that you really need to sit down and estimate, okay, do I truly have time to be at the gym three hours a day? And that sounds crazy, but three hours might actually be on the low end if you think about it, because let's say we're an individual doing an hour of cardio a day, right? And which is not even that crazy. An hour of cardio a day, a lot of bikini girls would look at that and say, oh, that's the dream or that's. I wish, right? Many of us, many of us get up to more than that. I've definitely, I think the max I've ever done in a prep was 70 minutes and that was my own fault. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll tell that story at some point. So um, with that said, you need to think about how the time actually adds up. So let's, let's play out that example. We're going for an hour of cardio a day. Let's say our lift takes us about 90 minutes, a leg day, for example, likely could take you 90 minutes. Who knows? Maybe it could take you two hours, but let's say 90 minutes to be safe. Maybe an upper body day is a little shorter, but just say lower body for bikini. We're probably doing that three times a week anyways. So there's two and a half hours already. And then you've got to probably stretch out or, you know, warm up a bit and you probably need to do your posing practice. So boom, there's three hours, no big deal. And that's only with an hour of cardio factored in. If you've got 70 minutes, 90 minutes, Something like that, three and a half hours, boom, easy. So you really got to sit down and think about, do I actually have this time available? Can I make this time available? Can I, can I make this time available and not lose my mind? If you've got zero minutes of time each week to yourself, is that actually practical or pragmatic? You have to know yourself a little bit. And if there are things that maybe you can clear from your schedule to make the prep more doable, Make sure you're creatively thinking about those things and you're eliminating those obstacles. But the biggest tip I can give, if you're not, you got to use a calendar and map this out. So all my clients, I let them know they need to be using a calendar, especially if at times there are things falling through the cracks, if they're missing their check-ins, if they're not getting things done. And it's crazy to me too. It, It really does improve the quality of life when people implement this. But it's crazy to me. There are times where I've had clients who are moms, who work and they have a family and a job and they weren't using any type of calendar system. And that's where I sort of will put my foot down. I'll say, look, you got to do this. Things are falling through the cracks. You you can't rely on your short-term memory. We're all human, you guys. If it if it's not written down, it's not going to happen. So that's that's just a general tip for prep. Everything should be on a calendar anyways. But when you're estimating the time that you need, you've really got to sit down and think about it before you just jump into prep. The next one that we want to go over the budget for expenses that you will incur during your prep. You need that budget you or you need to be able to save that money during your prep. So most of us for bikini again or wellness prepping somewhere between typically 12 to 20 weeks. So that's about, you know, three to five months where you can save money. 
an amateur show, depending on how you want to break it down, where you might want to try to save money, could be easily, easily $1,000 or more. Think about it. The coaching, a few hundred dollars a month for three to five months. You've got to buy supplements. You've probably got to buy some gym clothes. You've got to register. You've got to get your tan. You've got to get your hair and makeup. Maybe you can save some money if you do that yourself. You've got to get a suit. So that's either borrowed, rented, or purchasing a brand new custom suit. I highly and only recommend Toxic Angels bikinis, obviously. Use code Laura. Uh, you got to get your jewelry. You might want to buy the photos. You might want to buy the HD videos. You might need to buy tickets for your family members. You might need to buy a hotel room, depending on where the location of the show is in relation to where you live. So these are all things you guys got to think about. And don't forget, I've done multiple episodes on estimating the cost of shows. So go back to those episodes, you guys. I may do a refresh because inflation is real and these these registration fees, NPC card, et cetera, these costs only come up. So maybe I will do a refresh sometime in the in the coming weeks. But don't forget that that info is out there. Go back to the past episodes of Bikini Things. So you need to have this budget. And let's say you're starting the prep and you don't have that completely. That's okay. That's that's okay. But can you take those three to five months and set aside what you need by the time show day rolls around? The the expenses like registration, tanning, hair, makeup, etc. All of those things can be purchased very close to the show. Most show promoters may have a late fee, maybe one to two weeks out from the show, but I always recommend waiting to register or if you're a pro, waiting to sign your contract because heaven forbid you get injured. What if you get injured? You sprain your ankle, you get extremely sick with the flu or something like that and you can't compete. These show promoters, they will not refund you. They've got a business to run. They will give you typically a credit for a future show, but they are not going to give you your money back. So a lot of times it's best to kind of parse out the expenses, plan to save a bit of money each month. And this is also something your coach should be able to help you do. I have a little cheat sheet that I give out to my ladies so they can plan and budget appropriately. And just know competing at the end of the day, it is an expensive hobby for 99.9% of us competitors. Only the very, very top athletes in the entire world are making money and making their living off of being a bodybuilder, meaning they are getting salaries from supplement companies and sponsors that are paying them to just do their thing. The rest of us are typically coaching, working a normal job, doing other things to make our way. And even as pros, there are still things we have to pay for. Yes, we don't have to pay a registration fee, but there are still things like suits, tanning, travel, etc. that really add up, especially if you're traveling a lot for shows, which is much more common when you're in the pro league versus as an amateur. So if you guys find budgeting is a topic you want me to go more in depth on, or if you've got specific questions, feel free to hit the bikini things DMs or my personal, my personal Instagram, Laura underscore IFBB pro hit me up in the DMs, comment on the episode, anything you guys want to want to hear about, let me know. And then lastly, and this is, this is really key. And this one can be a tough one, honestly, because I've seen so much of this, not, not just for prep clients, but for my lifestyle clients. And it is literally heartbreaking when I see it happen, but it is so crucial that you have a support system that is going to support you and namely not sabotage you during your journey. And I hate to say it, but this happens. I see this happen all the time. Spouses and significant others may be jealous or may not approve of what you want to do for one reason or another. 
And more so than even prep, this breaks my heart when I see this with my lifestyle clients, because I have seen this many times where a spouse or a significant other is not supportive of a woman trying to be herself, trying to lose weight, and really just wants to keep her complacent and keep her living the same lifestyle, doing the same things a lot of times for either selfish reasons or their own lack of confidence in themselves. And it's it's truly, truly heartbreaking. For competition, understand that it's a more extreme process you're undertaking. Your significant other, your spouse may not have signed up for this when you guys first got together. And if this is a new thing for you that you weren't doing prior to the start of the relationship, you really do need to have their blessing and full support And if that's something you think you're not getting, you need to find the words and tactfully sit them down and explain to them why this is important to you and why you need them to be on your side. Make it about you. Don't point fingers. Don't blame. Ask for what you need and see what the response is first. That's that's always the key. Any anytime you have to have a tough discussion or an uncomfortable discussion, make it about yourself. Try not to place any blame at all on the other person. Use use I terms, you know, I I need this or when this happens, I feel this way, right? Those are some examples. Make it about you. Ask for what you need. Do it in a loving, kind way and see what the responsive but response is. But hopefully, you have a support system already that is supportive, kind, And that doesn't just mean a spouse or significant other. That can be family members. That can be friends. And this is another hard one too. I've seen this a lot. I've experienced it myself, though not as much in recent years. And my clients experience this too. At times, you guys, our friends are going to feel a type of way about what we're doing. When you go to compete, when you do something very extreme, when you're changing yourself in and in a positive way at least from you know societal expectations right we're losing weight we're getting an amazing shape that's something that's to be praised right so when you're doing something like that not everyone is going to cheer for you not everyone is going to support you you may actually find from your friends that you're starting to get backhanded compliments or that you're getting guilt trips and things like that and when that happens it's hard to wrap your mind around this, I think at first, but when that happens, that is so much more about the other person and what is going on with them internally than anything you are doing. If you're getting these backhanded compliments, these, um, I don't know, little digs or things like that, understand that you might be threatening that person's ego a little bit. Their self-esteem may not be the strongest, it may not be the best, and you just doing your thing, prepping, doing your cardio, your workouts, all that stuff may be threatening their ego. And an example I had is I, I did have a friend several years ago that was positive and encouraging, but at times too, she struggled with her weight and what I was doing, just me being myself made her feel bad about herself, I believe. And and it really showed up in a way where I would get these backhanded statements. And it, it doesn't have to be the words itself. It's like, you know, I would just go to the gym every day, prep my food. And I'd get these, these statements or these conversations of, wow, you're going to the gym again? Wow, you're so dedicated. I don't know how you do it. I could never do that. 
Right. And a statement like that, it's so clearly negative when it's in that tone of voice. And the words themselves are not are not the problem. It's the delivery, right? And it's nothing I did to rub rub what I was doing in her face, but I know she was, I, I knew that that was part of our friendship. She struggled with her weight. She was trying everything to get herself healthier, get herself fitter and leaner. And what I was seeming to do effortlessly, she was really struggling with. And so I felt for her. It wasn't something I ever directly addressed head on. In hindsight, I kind of wish I had because maybe that would have helped her feel a little better about herself or just understand that what I was doing was not in intended to be hurtful and I valued her very much as a friend you know but it did at times it stepped on my feelings too and and I'm thick-skinned enough where I let it roll off my back I've gotten enough grief over the years and I think the further I got into competing and especially by the time I turned pro and whatnot the feedback I get nowadays is primarily positive so if you're new to this if you're maybe not even competing yet and you're just transforming and family members or those around you are giving you a bit of grief understand that it is likely whatever is going on with them and something that you may be doing successfully might be something they really want and that they haven't been able to achieve any success in, right? You just being you, you know, amazing, beautiful bikini queen, you might be threatening this this friend or this loved one's ego and that's why you're getting so much grief. So again, a situation like that, if there's if there's someone you can't eliminate from your circle, a, lo- a really close loved one, a family member, a significant other, you can't eliminate them from your circle. A friend, maybe an acquaintance, maybe you could choose to spend less time with them. But a very close friend, like a best friend, you probably can't. So that, again, comes down to having a conversation, sitting down with them, being very kind, being very tactful, and explaining what you need and what's currently going on. And trying to keep the emotions out of it. Do it at a time when you're calm. Don't do it at a time when you're heated or you're feeling emotional. Because having that support system is going to be so key. There's going to be times where you need people to lean on. There's going to be times where you need someone to call and give you a pep talk when you're not feeling good about yourself and your coach and people like that around you, teammates might be able to pump you up, but there are going to be times where you're going to want to call your mom or call your boyfriend or your husband or talk to your best friend and express how you're feeling and get a little bit of support and reassurance and comfort in those tough moments and on those tough days. And if you don't have that at all, it is going to be very, very difficult to get all the way through a prep. And and maybe that is your situation. Maybe you truly don't have support. And if that is the case, what I then recommend is trying to get a bit social expand your social network, expand your gym community and create some new connections. That doesn't even have to be in person, although that would be great, right? You're probably, if you're already in prep, you're probably living at the gym or as you go into prep, you'll be living at the gym. Likely you'll meet some folks there. You might be able to make some new friends, meet some people who are competitors as well. And if not, you guys get social online. I can't tell you how many friends I've made virtually before I ever met them in person. There is enough room in this world, in life and in competing for all of us to be successful in our own ways. It is not, yes, it's competing, it's a competition, but there is room for all of us to be successful. And what I what I encourage you to do or the way I think about it is I just really try to love and celebrate the other hardworking, amazing women I see in the support around me and hype them up and pump them up. So again, I cannot tell you how many friends I've made online through Instagram, through social media, 
that I haven't even met in person. And a lot of them I eventually did get to meet. I got to do shows with them or I got to meet them at events or things like that. And I still have, you guys, I have more friends that I haven't even met yet. But having these little connections or people to just pump you up, hype you up, tell you how awesome you are, it goes a long way. And so if you don't have that really rock solid close support system, go out and create it. You know, you are not, you are not locked into the relationships and the connections that you currently have. Go out there and create the life that you want. So with that said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I feel like that was a good, a good little takeaway. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Bikini Things. This was seven signs that you are ready to start a contest prep. Reach out with any questions. Give me a five-star rating and follow online on, on Instagram at bikini underscore things, my personal page at Laura underscore IFBB pro. And what will be coming up really soon that I'm super excited about is I'm going to be releasing a free prep habit tracker checklist that will be available for download. So once I can get that all linked up to my social media, I will be letting you guys know so you can have access to that. I have always, always, always kept a checklist in some form during all of my preps. And that's what's allowed me to be successful, allow me to continue to improve year to year. So I cannot wait to share that with you guys. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you have an amazing week. <laughs>